Tickets are going so fast, they're almost sold out. Go to turningpointusa.com backslash americafest, tpusa.com slash americafest. Use promo code POSO, all caps, P-O-S-O. Get your tickets now. That's 25% off with promo code POSO for AmericaFest. You got myself, Charlie, Tucker, Kaylee, Candace, governors, senators, Donald Trump Jr. Everyone is going to be there. The biggest conservative event, the biggest names in conservative news and conservative uh, politics are going to be there. And you know who else is going to be there? You. You're going to be there because you're coming, you're bringing your friends, you're bringing your family. We've also got, by the way, some of the most excellent country music acts. It's going to be a huge event. Turning Point USA, America Fest, Phoenix, Arizona, December 18th to the 21st. I will see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. On today's show, a lot of stories, so make sure you stay tuned. Number one, Kyle Rittenhouse's prosecutors lie to criminalize the act of self-defense. Next, MSNBC celebrating mob violence in Kenosha. Third, an Antifa journalist, what does that even mean? I know, we'll talk about it. An Antifa journalist accused of predatory behavior by left-wing women. And finally, empty vassal, President Biden kowtows to Chairman Xi Jinping in a virtual meeting. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So we just had the closing arguments in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse, who's been put on trial for a clear act of self-defense. I wanna go through a montage of this, but before I play the montage, I wanna be very clear about what you're seeing. All of this incident, just like many incidents that we've seen lately here in the 21st century, was on film. Multiple angles of this were captured on film. We can also, a lot of cases like this, if you, you know, take it back a step, a lot of cases like this in the past, it's, you know, it was a dark alley, a guy came up, tried to mug me, et cetera, et cetera. Look, I'm, I'm, I live in Philadelphia for a long time. That's, you know, kind of how it goes. And so it's really, you, you don't have much chance to explain what really went wrong because if one person walks away, then the other person obviously can't present their side of the story. Well, we live in the 21st century now. And so if you're a lawyer out there, or if you're involved in anything like this, you gotta understand, it's all gonna be about the video. You have to understand the video. And of course, video played a crucial role in this case in a way that I haven't really seen before in any criminal case. So this never should have been brought because we can all see on the video that it's a clear act of self-defense. But that's not with these corrupt prosecutors, DA Binger and DA Lunchbox. I call him Lunchbox. His name is Krauss, but I call him Lunchbox. And I think we all know why. Look at what the arguments and the jousting were back and forth that day in court. That Joseph Rosenbaum was going to take that gun and use it on the defendant because they know you can't claim self-defense against an unarmed man like this. You lose the right to self-defense when you're the one who brought the gun, when you're the one creating the danger, when you're the one provoking other people. The defendant fired four shots at Joseph Rosenbaum and caused five wounds total. Mr. Binger, the person who has made it his personal goal of putting my client's head on his wall. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what it did. And it means he's been cutting corners. This active shooter BS 
is something that Mr. Binger is trying to sell you people. Has he shot anybody since Car Source 3? No, he hasn't. He's running to try and get to the police. Mr. Binger must live in fairy tale land to think that Kyle could stop, put his gun down, and say, hey, everything's good, leave me alone, I'm going to the police. Unfortunately, that's not how the real world works. This was real world. He has as much right to go there as anybody else in the city of Kenosha and be unmolested by the likes of Joseph Rosenbaum, Kelly, and Joshua Zeminski. Everybody takes a beating sometimes, right? Sometimes you get in a, a scuffle and maybe you do get hurt a little bit. That doesn't mean you get to start plugging people with your full metal jacket AR-15 rounds and no bullets are not bullets. And we heard testimony about that. If you bring a gun, you lose the right to self-defense. Everybody takes a beating once in a while. Everybody takes a beating. Really, Lunchbox? Is that your message to the women than the daughters of Kenosha, that they should just take the beating? Forget that Second Amendment and that whole right to bear arms and all that business. No, understand, Chairman Mao knew this, and I will quote Chairman Mao on this. Political power grows from the barrel of a gun. The people of the United States have the Second Amendment, and that is why this country is not Australia right now, that is why we're not China, that's why we're not Russia, that's why we're not anywhere else, because the people in this country have implicit power. Literally, the Second Amendment is there to protect all the other amendments and all the other rights of the American people, because Chairman Mao was right when he said that famous maxim. You have the right to self-defense. And these prosecutors, they lied. They lied all the way through this entire thing. We've seen the video. We know exactly what it shows. No, you don't have to take the beating when a murderous mob is running after you. And why is it, by the way, that a murderous mob of left-wing rioters always seems to have a pedophile in it? It's, you know, I'm just not sure what that is about. I'm sure what that's about. They will do it to you. They will do this to your children. They will do this to anyone. This is the Soviet system that we saw behind the Iron Curtain. Do not let this happen in America. So they say that conservative media is, is sometimes that it's an echo chamber, that it's a silo, that it's, it's just full of right-wing propaganda and you can't listen to only that. And I say, you say, okay, fine. All right, fine. If your criticism of conservative media is that we're not doing enough to step outside our comfort zone, then I will do that the same way that I cover CNN. We're also gonna cover MSNBC, Microsoft NBC. Remember, Bill Gates's Microsoft NBC. You know, I think a lot of people forget that the MS in MSNBC stands for Microsoft. So I'm just gonna remind everybody, Microsoft NBC. Let's go and take a listen to the wonderful jurist, 
Katie Fang over, well, lawyer, not jurist, um, over at MSNBC, the legal analyst there, who of course went to Yale. Yale, of course, was a slave owner. And because she went to Yale, uh, she is, of course, the beneficiary of slave owning. Why do I bring this up? Because that's exactly the thing that I tweeted at her when she had Yale in her Twitter bio, and she actually took it out of her Twitter bio right before she blocked me. Take a listen. Let's be clear. You don't have to have a judgment about whether or not the protests were good or bad. What they did on the defense is they basically wanted to inflame the jury to think that it was totally fine for Kyle Rittenhouse to come in on his white horse, this night on the white horse, to save that community of Kenosha, which he had no business being there in the first place, right? So putting aside whether or not you want to have a qualitative value judgment about what was going on in terms of those protests, Kyle Rittenhouse's behavior had to be reasonable that evening in question. And he was not physically harmed. You have two dead people, multiple injured others. And the reality is it was hands, feet, a skateboard. Hands, feet, and a skateboard versus an AR-15. That's what that was. The thing that we heard in the rebuttal close, I think that really made sense and that countered what the defense was attempting to do today was the fact that they called Rittenhouse a chaos tourist kind of reminded you a little bit about the january 6th insurrection right this idea that you had people that showed up armed to do harm and that is exactly what kyle rittenhouse did as a chaos tourist he showed up he didn't mean to improve the community and you know what if the jury listens to the law and applies the facts and the evidence to the law then they should be able to come back with at least one conviction because remember each Victim is a separate count. It's not all of the victims under one count. And so the prosecution actually has more than one bite at the apple to be able to convict Kyle Rittenhouse. Kind of a chaos tourist, right? Kyle Rittenhouse was the chaos tourist. Not the mob of people that came up from Chicago, the people who came in from Portland as part of the, the riot kitchen, or any of the people that have been roving the country. By the way, uh, you wanna talk about Chaz? where I was for a week last year out in Seattle, night after night after night, where people were coming from all around the country, armed militants of the John Brown Gun Club of Puget Sound, that took over a six square block radius of the downtown of one of the most important cities in America's great Pacific Northwest. No, 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 no. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Those are the good guys. Those are the good guys. It's the people who are trying to defend their communities, the people who are trying to stand up for the right thing, the people who don't want to see their town burn to the ground. Those are the people who are wrong. Understand, they've turned this into team sports. Kyle Rittenhouse isn't on their team, and so Kyle Rittenhouse becomes the target. It was the same thing, by the way, that happened to Jake Gardner up in Nebraska. Go look up that case. He was also somebody who, was, who took steps to defend himself when a mob was coming after him, and they ruined his life. He later committed suicide. But I argue that Jake Gardner was actually murdered by the media. He was murdered by this political age we live in. You need to stop. Stop justifying political violence when it's on your side, period, end of story. Never allow that in the United States of America. 
this is a hard line. And I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on, quite frankly. You could be a liberal, you could be a socialist, you could be a communist. Obviously, you know that if you're a tanky, then you're someone that, of course, supports violence. So obviously, that's not going to work. I will stand with anyone who takes the non-violence pledge. I held a rally out front of the White House in June of 2017, calling for an end to the normalization of political violence in America. I went to Shakespeare in the Park and crashed it, protesting, when they were stabbing Donald Trump on stage night after night after night, and people were cheering and applauding. I saw it with my own eyes. I don't want to live in a country like this. I don't want to live in a country where we're justifying violence because it serves our political ends or the targets are our political opponents. No. No, I reject that, and I reject it in all of its forms. And I would ask that every single other member of the media, the Katie Fangs of the world, to stand up and say, we don't want to go to that place. Take the nonviolence pledge. Well, a new report is out by my friend Andy No over at the Post Millennial, and I'm gonna present this report to everyone because it's truly disturbing, and it shows one of the greatest issues that's going on in our country right now, and is that we've empowered extremists to use their political words and their political opponents as targets for their extremism. And when they're on the left, in many cases, number one, they're doing so in bad faith, and number two, they're doing so only to support themselves and to destroy the lives of others. Andy No, and you can go find him on Locals, go support him there. Uh, he's also got a Patreon up. He writes, an Antifa, quote unquote, journalist, has been accused of predatory behavior by women, expressed racist and anti-Semitic views, and called for murders. A Los Angeles-based self-identified Antifa member turned, quote-unquote, again, journalist, has been accused of predatory behavior by women. His name is Chad Loader. He's a 45-year-old, well-to-do white male from California with a professional career in digital security. What does he do? He makes false accusations against people as a for a living and then raises money by try while trying to get people doxxed, fired, targeted, lying about people, lying about Jewish Americans, lying about Jewish websites, attacking the state of Israel. And we now find out he is also a predator towards women who originally had supported him. Let's talk a little bit about that, shall we? In August 2020, Twitter user Slade of Yaupon posted screenshots of a direct message from Loader where he sent her an unsolicited shirtless photo of himself next to a young child. She wrote, women should be able to participate in activist communities without dealing with creepy dudes. I only followed Chad Loader because I thought he would be a useful comrade. I'm angry. Jackie Singh, a left-wing cybersecurity expert who worked for Joe Biden's 2020 campaign on security matters, initially defended Loader for being an ally, but then later tweeted tersely, I retract my support for this individual. Hmm. In May 2021, a second woman posted screenshots of direct messages, more direct messages, of Loader making comments on her appearance. Y'all don't have to boost this, but I just want everyone to be aware this dude hopped into my DMs hitting on me. Loader frequently posts about his sex life and comments on women's photos. And in a disturbing August 2021 tweet, he mocked the homicide of a woman using sexual innuendo. Loader posted a photograph of Ashley Babbitt with the text, you know, honestly, folks, I'm not even going to read what he wrote. 
about Ashley Babbitt. But what I will tell you is it's disgusting and he made sexual comments about Ashley Babbitt, even following her homicide. He's also been served with a temporary restraining order and Andy posted the video. We'll show it. Hi, Chad. Yes. You've been served. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything in the world more predatory than a self-described male feminist? No, there never is. I've talked about Antifa for years. They attract people like this. Low lives, scumbags, hollow people. What do I mean by that? People who are empty shells, people who have no core. They have nothing but hate for themselves and they're insecure. They have deep issues and deep insecurities. And so what do they do? Instead of trying to work to better themselves or better community, no. They lash out at others because of their own failings, because of their own problems, and because of their own issues. This person is a clear extremist, and now we find has been a predator towards women in his own area. How many times has this happened with left-wing journalists, left-wing activists, left-wing Antifa members, that they rise their profile up through these social media hate campaigns, and then we find them preying on women after women after women. And these are only the first ones that have come out. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And yet, there are still people that will go and listen to these insane political actors. It needs to stop, and it needs to stop now. So we're gonna pray for Chad Loader, and we're gonna pray for anyone who may have been caught in one of his traps. This kind of behavior is what destroys America and pits neighbor against neighbor. It splits up our communities. It splits up our societies. We don't want to condone this, and it is just as bad as political violence, because what are you doing at the end of the day? You're destroying people's livelihoods. You're taking away their ability to put food on the table for their families and for their children. Need to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for continuing to support us, to support this show, to support our work, support this podcast. If you want to continue that support, go to MyPillow.com. Utilize promo code POSO for up to 65% off. Make sure you get your Christmas orders in now. Christmas will be here sooner than you realize. So make sure you get your orders in now. Your family, your friends, just get it done. Just get it done, honestly. It'll be so much faster. It'll be great. Joe Biden has kowtowed. To Chairman Xi, President Biden, in a virtual experience, met with Chairman Xi and kowtow. What is kowtowing? It's a measure of formal bowing to the emperor of China. A new emperor has arisen in the East. And folks, it's sorry to say, this is Joe Biden bowing down to him. He is acting like a vassal state. Joe Biden is an empty vassal to China. This is like the, the vice president of sales meeting with the CEO. Right, and from the very start, the very start, what did Xi Jinping say? He said, it's nice to meet you, my old friend. Wow. Just right under the bus. What else did they say? Number one, you hear nothing about Wuhan. You hear nothing about Taiwan. You hear nothing about Hong Kong, the freedom, the Uyghurs, their treatment. Oh, excuse me, what did he say about Taiwan? He adhered to the one China policy. You are seeing a man who is in decline and who has put a nation in decline. Watch this clip. Uh, good to see you, Mr. President. Next time, I hope we get to do it face-to-face -face like we used to when we travel through China. Oh, 
我希望下次呢，就能够像以前一样，就是我叫中国去访问的时候，能能够亲自的面对面的跟您交谈。Spend an awful lot, a lot of time talking to one another, and hope we can have a conver candid conversation tonight as well. 嗯，那么因为啊，我们其实过去呢已经有很多对话的机会。我希望今天我们也能够本着这样的这个做法进行开诚布公的对话。Maybe I should start more formally, although you and I have never been that formal with one another. 那可能呢，我应该正式一些，尽管我跟你从来都没有呃虚套。Good evening to everyone here in the United States, and good morning to you, Mr. President, in Beijing. Um, 我们在美国的同事们晚上好，啊，习主席和中国的同事们早上好，你们在北京。I'm happy we had found time to meet, and I look forward to a candid and forthright discussion like all the discussions we've had thus far. 那我非常高兴我们找到这个时间进行这次的视频会晤。当然呢，我期望继续我们。As I've said before, it seems to me our responsibility as leaders of China and the United States is to ensure that the competition between our countries does not veer into conflict, whether intended or unintended. Just simple, straightforward competition. 那么就好像以前呢，我也曾经说过的，其实呢，作为美中两国的领导人也应该做到的，就是我们的责任呢是确保竞争不会滑向冲突，无论是有意的或者是无意的。那么也就是说，我们的竞争呢应该是坦率直接的。President Trump viewed China as a competitor, but when you see Biden, when you see President Biden, he's acting as if China has already won the war. That's what you're seeing there. That is deference. That is kowtowing. That is the decline versus the rise. That is the lower versus the higher. And if you understand anything about optics, power dynamics, and power politics, you know. You now live in the United States of America that is subservient to the needs of the CCP. Folks, it's all the time we have today for Human Events Daily. Remember my motto to you, the motto that Binger, I guess, couldn't seem to figure out in court, be good, be brief, be gone. Don't spend two and a half hours wasting everybody's time. Be good, be brief, be gone, and don't be Binger. Remember, reject Bingerism in all of its forms. So be the influence agent, share this out with your normie friends, leave us your five-star review on Apple Politics, everywhere else. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. There's a cool one today, actually. Today, back in 1982, was the first operational flight of the Space Shuttle Columbia. Why is this important? Because normally when I talk about history, it's about going into the past, but this shows us going forward. When I was a kid, this country had space shuttles, and then somewhere along the line, we put those space shuttles in warehouses and museums. We need to bring them back. America deserves to go to the stars. Always look forward. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.